0: Honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion hosted on the com, And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey or Joey Awai's and Tumorals explosion is available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher and Double Twist and probably some others out there too who knows but you know how they just randomly join but uh thank you once again for joining me today. It's a Saturday morning that I'm ah uh, getting this show up for you. Obviously, the schedule interrupted this week, so it's okay. You know, I'm still recording the show. This will be the last regularly scheduled Timberwolves explosion. As shows will just pop up here and there because the uh, schedule changes now for myself. And of course, the Timberwolves season is just about wrapped up, and they've missed the playoffs for the what fifteenth time in sixteen years. So it's been a been a it's it's been a grind. But I do think the future for this team is bright. So I'm not coming up here to make fun of and bash the team, all that stuff. There's always areas to complain, there's areas to uh, praise, this and that, and that's kind of what we're here for, talking about the future of Coach Ryan Saunders, the general future of the team, and some certain positive players, it's kind of almost like a continuation of the last show, dissecting the future, you could almost say this is dissecting the future part two, unless I come up with something else along the way, it just randomly pops in my head as I'm uploading the show, sometimes that's just how it goes, so... I'm not going to go insane into detail because there's five games to review. I could be here all day doing that. And, of course, there's three games to preview just kind of simply wrapping up the show. But who knows where things go. I mean, sometimes I just let, let the, my mind carry me as I go here. Obviously, the first two games, Golden State and Philadelphia, much more interesting and emotional than the rest of them, even though the Wolves uh, carved out a couple of nice wins, ultimately three and two at the end of the day in this five-game stretch since the last episode. <laughs> Yes, that, of course, started with uh, last Friday. Timberwolves squeeze out a victory over the Golden State Warriors. And, oh, there's all the complaining. The the Warriors got, or the the Wolves got lucky and the Warriors got screwed. And, ah, who cares? You know what? The Warriors can lose a game or two every now and then. A a little humbling wouldn't wouldn't hurt them, really. A a little humbling never hurt nobody. So that's kind of how I stand with that. Uh <clears throat> well Jimmy Butler I think was humbled a tiny bit but unfortunately the Philadelphia 76ers weren't and they ended up rolling over the Timberwolves. That's the sucky part about a reunion in an emotional game like this. Minnesota and Philadelphia, the whole Jimmy Butler situation right after uh, y- the night before you'd played the Golden State Warriors into overtime, so it's like that's kind of an unfair situation. Not sure the schedule makers expected Jimmy Butler to be on Philadelphia or anything, but uh well, he is and that's kind of how things turned out unfortunately. It is what it is, as we say. With all of that said, I do have to hand it to Andrew Wiggins for actually finishing the season pretty well. Again, you just hope it's not Ricky Davis syndrome, as it very well could be. Uh, on the twenty ninth of March, Friday the twenty ninth, one thirty one to one thirty victory by the Timberwolves over the uh, over the uh, <laughs> Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry, eleven of nineteen from downtown. That's usually like a regular field goal line, right? Like. He attempted nineteen shots and eleven went in. Wow, good night. But that was three pointers. That's just that's the way it is. That's the way the game is turned and I don't like it. I know all of you just love it so much, I don't like it. I'm sorry, I don't like it, but fine. I'm I'm entertained, I know. Um it's good. It's good in some ways. I I know, but I mean if it's like that all the time you get kinda of tired of it, I think. Andrew Wiggins ultimately with 24 points, but 24 field goal attempts to go with it. So it's like, you get the points, but then there's the silver lining coming the other way, which makes you kind of say, hmm, hmm. Carl Anthony Towns did not shoot well, and he did, didn't doesn't shoot well the following night against the Philadelphia 76ers. So a couple of not-so-good games for Carl Anthony Towns. Dario Saric, very efficient, had the 10 points. Josh Akogi, unbelievable against the Golden State Warriors, played some good defense against the Warrior Guards. We all know who they are, the Splash Brothers, and they're just the greatest thing to happen to the NBA since Magic and Larry. Yeah, Ah, yeah. no, actually not, but some of you might believe that. Jared Bayless actually had a very, very solid game. And Gorgie Zhang is finishing up his season extremely well as well. I mean, he's hitting that mid-range jump shot that he'd been hitting before. He's been effective, getting the rebounds and such. He's actually putting up the kind of numbers he did when he was the starting power forward for the Minnesota Timberwolves. So, very cool. Uh, I like what Gorgie Zheng has been bringing with the absence of Taj Gibson, who probably will not play another game for the Timberwolves again. Unfortunately, it just is what it is. And I like what I'm seeing out of Gorgie. Um, this, is he worth $64 million? No, but he's still playing very well, and this is the Gorgie that a lot of us grew to really like ever since he was drafted by Flip Saunders. He's been solid defensively getting the rebounds, and of course, that that very crisp shot. 7-11. Just like I called Dario Saric 7-11 uh, of 11 Saric. Sarish, Sharich, and all that good stuff. Uh, definitely able to put up some nice numbers has been Saric over the course of the season, and of course, a lot of rotten games, but this was a nice back and forth. Just got sick and tired of Curry making one three. Attempting one three after another. and It just got old. I know, again, all of you think it's the best thing ever. I don't have to agree with you. You don't have to agree with me. We'll just, uh... There's no good guy. There's no bad guy. We just disagree. And I'm just going to leave that as is. Um, uh, The one thing I don't like from anybody is just the over-the-top showboating and it never seems to stop. It's never going to, uh... Kevin Durant's three-pointer was disallowed. Remember, that would have uh, tied the game up in the overtime period. As uh, Minnesota, obviously, Andrew Wiggins would have multiple attempts to win the game. Would not get the job done. That's why his field goal percentage wasn't so good. (laughs) Despite playing well, driving to the basket more, that's what's been helping. It's just still the... still takes the same crappy shots, but at least he's driving to the basket more often, which is good. That's why the points are going up. Um, But no, uh, Kevin Durant... No three pointer on the shot, I mean it was disallowed. A foul was called, and all that uh it just <laughs> the three pointer was disqualified it would have tied the game up. So then what happens just seconds later? Curry from literally on the corner, literally on the corner over Jared Bayless. I mean the ball nearly went over the backboard into the into the hoop, just about like a Larry bird type of shot. And it went in, and then he's taunting the referee, and doesn't get whistled up. It's just that's what I don't like about the NBA. Can can you just stop? Just stop, okay? That's what I don't like. Just uh, I don't like it. At the end of the day, uh, if he makes the three, it's it's like this. What the hell? What the hell can you do? Whether it's luck, whether it's skill, whether it's just ah uh, whatever. Whether it's just oh he gets he gets everything he wants because he's Steph Curry. It is what it is, but not calling a technical foul on that, come on, come on, you know, I mean, I don't know, luckily though, the Warriors would, quote unquote, karma would come and bite them in the ass the next play, Carl Anthony Towns held by Kevin Durant, makes the only free throw he needed to make and the game was over, so go ahead and complain and say that the Warriors got screwed there, it doesn't really matter, fine, if the Warriors go on and win the title, it doesn't matter if they lose one game to the Timberwolves, so, at the end of the day, uh, I'm glad we won the game. I'm glad the Warriors did not uh, escape (laughs) this one as the Wolves played a hell of a game, I thought, at the end of the day, even with Carl Anthony Towns shooting 5 of 17 from the floor. Still wind up coming out very well. This was as poor of an efficiency rating as I've seen from Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, 17 attempts, 15 points. So that's the Paladino joey field goal efficiency uh, ratio, which I like to come up with. I've been talking about it for the last couple years now on this show. Going to move along. Very good game though. Very entertaining game. Should the Warriors have won? Well, most of you will say the Warriors should win every game they play. And I I don't know. Uh, Fine. You know what? Fine. I'll just leave that as is. If they win, they win. If they lose, I'll take that any day of the week. Uh, Back-to-back situation, though. Minnesota Timberwolves hosting the Philadelphia 76ers. 118-119 to loss to the Philadelphia 76ers. And, well, after things got a little physical at the beginning there between Carl and... Jimmy Butler, and even before that, the fans booed the crap out of him on the introduction, and the song You're So Vain was played, which is cool. Um, for people out there to say it's stupid to boo Jimmy Butler, why? Like some of the media in this town, why? Why is it stupid to boo Jimmy Butler? Like, oh, that's what he wanted. I, I don't care if he wanted it or not. He should be booed. I don't care. You, you have every right to boo him. If you choose not to boo him, that's your choice. If you choose to boo him, that's your choice you have every right to be pissed off and annoyed with the way he acted. So, I mean, I don't know why the media in this town is having a problem with fans booing Jimmy Butler. I remember people saying the same thing when we booed Stefan Marbury. Like, the guy literally ruined the team. And, uh, I don't know. And, of course, Kevin McHale, being the greatest general manager ever, so to speak, vice president of basketball operations, but you you know what I mean, Um, being the greatest vice president of basketball operations ever, had no backup plan whatsoever, and... Could have gotten extremely lucky maybe getting Sam Castell or even somebody else. Instead, you wind up with two of the softest players you could ever get, and Terrell Brandon and Wally Zerbiak. I mean, Wally, was he soft? In some ways, yes. In other ways, no. Sure, he played hard. That's what I appreciate about Wally. But the problem with him, I think his basketball like he was lacking at times. I mean, he thought he was better than he was. Obviously, putting the ball on the floor when he should have just shot the freaking ball, that would have been better. That would have been much better and much more productive for the future of the team during the time. Terrell Brandon was what he was, as soft as it gets. A guy who literally stopped driving to the basket, where years ago with the Cleveland Cavaliers, the guy drove to the basket relentlessly, and he was a stud of a point guard. In fact, most people said he was the best point guard in the league during that time in Cleveland, and years later, after ankle injuries and such, he just turned into a stop-and-pop, as, Ter- as uh, Dan Burrow would call him, and that's all. I mean, I don't know, but... uh, I digress. <laughs> where am I even going with this, right? Just the way players leave and they mess your team up and this and that, you have every right to brew the crap out of them, and that's where I meant to go. Carl Anthony Towns, you could see plain as day, this was personal, and he attempted in many cases to body up to uh, Jimmy Butler and almost had the most awesome posterizing dunk of all time on Jimmy Butler. Unfortunately, though, he was held enough that he didn't get to the basket, so that would have been oh, that would have been a very happy day for all of us in town. He did get a nice block on Jimmy Butler. Neither player played well, though. Neither player played well. I mean, it's safe to say that, isn't it? Jimmy Butler, 4 of 17 with 12 points. He did get 13 rebounds, if you can believe that. Carl Anthony Towns won it with only 7, and he was 8 of 17, and he missed so many crucial shots down the stretch. Wiggins was wonderful driving to the basket. Only two turnovers versus the six he had last game. Bayless was useless in the game, I'd have to say. Uh, Some of the plays he attempted to make down the stretch. It's one thing, he ran the offense fairly well, but when he tried to take it himself, and he's missing easy layups when we need the points, we need them now, and he's just taking these stupid-ass layups, and he's missing them, and you just can't believe what you're seeing. 2 of 11 from the floor. Carl Anthony Towns and Jared Bayless down the stretch did not help the Timberwolves. They didn't. Um, I did like when Carl Anthony Towns bodied into uh, Jimmy Butler very, very early into the game, causing what looked like lower back pain on Jimmy Butler. Severe lower back pain that magically went away, but um, no, I mean, I'm glad that he bodied up to him, got it very physical, and knocked him around a bit, to at least send a message so to speak um, Cameron Reynolds did a couple of huge threes to keep the Wolves in it, Gorgie Zhang another very, 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 very solid game in only 15 and a half minutes, one up with 13 points, 6 of 8 shooting really loved what Gorgie Zhang brought, including a 3 point shot down the stretch, which helped bring the Wolves back in it, in that 3rd and 4th quarter Basically, the second half. The Wolves hung on into this game pretty nicely, but then unfortunately, guys like, you know, to- Tobias Harris hit some threes. Somebody named Jonah Bolden, because of course there was no Joel Embiid in this game. No, oh, oh no, there was no Joel Embiid in this game at all. No Cameroonian at all. Uh, ben Simmons was 8 of 11, very efficient. Reddick hit a couple threes. But frickin' Jonah Bolden, I mean, that's how the NBA is now. I mean, backup centers from Australia, or wherever they're from. In this case, Australia, so God bless him. If you're Australian, you get a couple extra points with me. A couple extra soft spot points from me. I mean, that's a guarantee. Great game for Jonah Bolden, but 5 of 7 from downtown? We got buried in this game by Jonah Bolden? I'm sorry, but if he's from Australia, I'm still like, really? This, this, this happened? We got buried by him? You know? So that was kind of painful down the stretch. Uh, God bless him, and great shooting and all that, but extremely frustrating. Uh, It's nice that we kept Philadelphia under 120 points, which sounds really funny. Years ago, you'd think 120 points. You got blown out. That was the worst defense of all time, but this is actually halfway decent defense compared to what some games have been at the end of the day. I thought the Wolves' defense was decent in these two games against Golden State and Philly. It kept the Wolves in position to win the game, but Carl and frickin'... Jared Bayless were not up to the challenge in this game. They just did not get the job done, to be plain and simple. At the end of the day, half of the team walked up to Jimmy Butler after the game, acted like they're acted like they're uh, you know like their old friends. I don't understand that sometimes. I mean, it's okay to have some respect for people in the league for for uh, players. All this lovey dovey brotherhood stuff, I don't like. I don't like it either. That's another side of the NBA I don't like. Um, I'm going to be bl- blunt and honest about that as well. I like the days of guys just, hey, you're not on my team anymore, The hell with you. You know, That's how it should be. You know, I mean, you don't have to be arch enemies. You can be friends off the court later on, here and there, but when you're all lovey-dovey right after the game, I don't get it. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns and Jimmy Butler were fairly close to each other on the final play as the buzzer sounded. Carl literally turned the other way, and you know what? Good. Um, unfortunately, it's a shame that Carl did not have that posterizing dunk. It's a shame that the team did not get the win, and it's a huge shame that Carl Dretel did not hit some of the shots that he normally does. Um, he struggled against Golden State in Philadelphia, and that's a fact. Uh, God bless him. He's the best player on the Timberwolves. He's going to be, if he stays healthy, a sure first, first ballot Hall of Fame type of player if he stays healthy the next several years here. Um, but still, he did not step up in this game, and I wish he did. Uh, he he tried to. He tried as he might. He, you could tell he was extremely tired. But still, the last couple of games, he struggled a bit. And I'm just going to be honest with you about that. <sighs> very, very, very frustrating loss. This one really bugged me. Like, it bugged me more than most of the losses during the season, I'd have to say. Um, you just you want to beat this team. And, of course, not they, Joel Embiid wasn't even suited up, so... Whatever. Uh, the upcoming games here, Minnesota lost by 10 to Portland, barely beat Dallas, barely beat Miami. In both cases, uh, star players in terms of Dallas and Miami, missing buzzer uh, buzzer shots that would have won the game. Missing three-pointers at the buzzer. Doncic made a move and such, ultimately giving the rock up, and the shot was missed. I forget who the heck it was. Uh, but um, the Miami Heat, of course, that was D-, D. Wayne Wade. Beautiful game for him. Trying to remember who the heck it was now. I think it was uh, I don't see, I don't, I don't even remember who it was now. Now I'm blanking on this one. Uh, Down the stretch, though, uh, an unfortunate miss. I believe it was, no, nope, it wasn't Powell. It couldn't have been Powell. He, uh, he attempted 1-3 and missed. Courtney Lee, yeah, I mean, Dallas didn't shoot particularly well in the game. I don't even remember who it was now, and I'm blanking. I apologize for that. At the end of the day. But a fun game. We beat the Dallas Mavericks. That was good. You lose to Portland. That game was not very fun. Carlin Three Towns stepped it up. Um, at the time, Andrew Wiggins, in the 24 points against the uh, Philadelphia 76ers, a much more efficient game, I'd have to say, compared to the uh, Golden State Warriors. That was a 6th straight game of 20 or more points. So definitely props out to Andrew Wiggins. But the rest of the way, he'd get about 18 or 19 points. The rest of the way here. So, again, Andrew Wiggins playing very efficient basketball. You just hope it's not... Uh, Ricky Davis syndrome, playing good at the end of the season. Oh, this was a 6th straight game uh, with the 20 points against the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. So he had seven in a row uh, by the Portland Trailblazers. Pretty cool. Got 21 points against them. And Andrew, to, to be fair, has usually played fairly well against Portland. He actually led the Timberwolves in scoring in the game. Scharich only attempted eight shots. I think he could have gotten more attempts. Carl, another nasty night. 21 attempts, only 17 points. He struggled once again. A couple of big plays that were nice and everything, but generally speaking, not a good game for him. Tyus was wonderful throughout the game, looking like the starting point guard he is with 10 assists. Jared Bayless, also very efficient, but generally speaking, not good defense down the stretch, and Seth Curry killed us multiple three-pointers down the stretch into that fourth quarter it looked like he looked like Steph Curry you could say in a lot of ways he made half of his shots overall but again nailing five three pointers in the second half of the game not going to help the Wolves cause at the end of the day and he was you could argue the best player for the Portland Trail Blazers even though Hood and Lillard stepped up in a big way no CJ McCollum which is a big difference as well um, that certainly didn't help the uh, Trail Blazers down the stretch in this game. No C.J. McCollum, but Rodney Hood played very well in his stead. 132 points given up in the target center by the Timberwolves to the Portland Trailblazers, so again, continuing frustration there. Enos Cantor stepping up huge in Nurkic's absence, of course. Again, the nasty broken leg there, poor guy. Um, Big step up, though, by Enos Cantor, 20 and 11, and of course Lillard with 12 assists. Evan Turner with a triple-double off the bench. I remember him who was a guy I would have liked on the Wolves many years ago and ended up not being nearly as good as some of us thought he would be. Triple double for Evan Turner. The guy with the Kermit the Frog voice. No disrespect, man. It's just the way it goes. Ah, uh, I don't know. Hell with hell with this game. Wolves didn't play that well. Especially in the fourth quarter. Steph Curry, again, crushed us. Great third quarter by Minnesota, but awful. Fourth quarter by Minnesota. Beaten Badly. 35 to 22 in that fourth quarter. Seth Curry again hitting all of those shots in the second half. Those big threes changed the game in a huge way. Dallas game was okay. Dirk Nowitzki. Well, this is the last game for Dirk Nowitzki against Minnesota m- most likely. There's almost no way Dirk's coming back. <laughs> no, he's not. And uh, of course, D. Wayne Wade doing the jersey exchange at the end of the Miami game. Got to love that. I-, I think that's got good uh I think he's got good taste with that. Nice touch, um, Andrew Wiggins. Ultimately, his uh, twenty-point streak ends with only nineteen, so not bad. Didn't shoot particularly well, though. Karl Anthony Towns much better in this game compared to the others. Boy, he's trying not to get that Lone Wolf Award, but we'll see about that at the end of the day. Grigory Zen continued efficient play throughout this week. Gotta appreciate what what he brings, and I love Cameron Reynolds. I think he's a gem of a pickup, free agent pickup for the Timberwolves during this season definitely going to have him back again next year that's the talk and he's actually on the contract for next year but we all know how things can change quickly with that in the training camp we've seen many players signed into the next year on these type of contracts and they're not brought back for whatever reason so we'll see what happens um carol towns very very solid game though i'd have to say luka Doncic with some nice exciting moves Again, that's how the NBA is going. I mean, big guys, whatever they are, crossing players up and shooting threes, regardless of what position they play. Luka Doncic playing guard, but definitely a pretty large guard out there, I'd have to say. Dirk Nowitzki, the shoot, the shot is completely gone for the most part. Occasionally, he'll hit something here and there, but not even close to the player he was. God bless him. God bless him in a big way. Unfortunate uh, uh, for the uh, Dallas Mavericks, they were unable to hit the shot after Doncic set up another player for the three-point attempt unfortunately that ball would not fall (sighs) that ball would not fall at the end of the day it was brunson yep that's who it was now i remember yep it was jalen brunson he only shot one of four from downtown he had the he had the opportunity but it just didn't fall for him at the end of the day, so I'm not feeling too bad. The Dallas Mavericks didn't look all too heartbroken either, kind of just chuckling, because well, they missed the playoffs anyway, they're just having a little fun, thought maybe they'd walk out there with, a, with the uh, buzzer beater and it just wasn't the wasn't meant to be at the end of the day, so that game, it's fun, it's nice to get a win, but I don't know, do you want to keep losing and move up the draft, that'd be nice, but unfortunately, <laughs> the Lakers are going to have a higher percentage of the way things are going, so Vince Germano, Stu Benson, Kalen Woods out there, from Australia. Their, their club's uh, chances of having a couple more laudable balls will... Uh, it's looking good at the moment as the Wolves also beat the Miami Heat last night, Friday the, April, the 5th of April. This game would have been a preview game and ended up being a review game. D. Wayne Wade off the bench, 24 points. What an exciting first half for him though. 19 points in the first half. He made half of his shots. Couldn't hit the buzzer beater that would have won the game as well. D. Wayne Wade. I love... I love the Miami Heat. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I love those pink jerseys. They didn't wear them in this game. I liked the last game when they wore those. But these are the classic ones they wore during the LeBron and Wade era and such. It was some fun stuff. Deion Waiters, a guy we almost forgot about. He played with multiple teams over the years. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. He played with, uh, obviously, Cleveland Cavaliers years ago with uh, LeBron James. Then he played with Kevin Durant and Westbrook in, o- in Oklahoma City. And now is one-up with the Miami Heat ever since. In and out of injuries. Actually had a pretty damn good game. For the most part, hitting threes. Generally speaking, he was missing most of his other shots. But he did hit 6-12 from downtown. So a little bit of Curry action there. Dwayne Wade, though. Very exciting game. Nice to see him playing. A lot like he did in the old days. 24 points. He only made 1-3. But he was never a great three-point shooter, to be fair. Kelly Olenek, somebody out there. Loved him coming into the draft years ago. In fact, Flip Saunders loved him. In the draft for uh, the draft that the Wolves wound up with Gorgie Zhang and Shabazz Muhammad, and the rest of the league basically missed out on the Greek freak there, or at least half of the league did. Uh, fun night, fun, fun win for the Timberwolves. Only 18 points for Wiggins, but only 12 shots attempted. So again, very solid game for Andrew Wiggins. Colonel Anthony Towns was only out there for 28 minutes, running into foul trouble and such. Did not have the historic David Robinson type of game he did. Last time the Minnesota Timberwolves played the Miami Heat, that was a beauty of a game in Miami. Wolves almost never win there, but wow, what a nice game for him. And Gorgie Zhang, an awesome, awesome, awesome game, I thought. Big part of things. It's nice to see Gorgie Zhang being a part of the, the, uh, being a major part of games again, at least coming off the bench as a seventh man, so to speak. Definitely a very solid overall performance. Uh, Josh Okogie was (laughs) tripped up pretty badly in the Dallas game, I'll say down the stretch with Luka Doncic, a crossover. Santa Kogi flying, and then again, there was more of a broken ankles type of play. He was tripped up by himself with Josh Akoge on that one. I forgot to mention that part. Oh, yep. <laughs> Heartbreaking loss for Dallas, I suppose, if they really cared that much. They were just kind of smiling and chuckling at the end. So that's how it goes once you've already missed the playoffs. Uh, but This was just the kind of game you want to get out of there without the injury. Miami trying to make the playoffs. Their chances are getting slimmer and slimmer, and it's pretty crazy to think that the Orlando Magic might actually make the postseason. Pretty hard, pretty hard to believe, so we'll see what happens at the end of the day with the uh, Orlando Magic possibly sneaking in with the 8th seed instead of the Miami Heat. So, we'll see what happens. Brooklyn Nets probably going to make it. That'll be kind of cool, I guess, to see them back in. They're a pretty exciting team at the end of the day, I'd have to say. So, with that said, we're gonna end this first segment we're gonna talk more about the future so to speak and of course the upcoming yeah the upcoming three games kind of wrap things up and of course send you off into send you off into the uh well the off season in a sense uh, as the show will not be recorded regularly anymore it'll be back again obviously in the fall but I mean of course I will be recording shows at random times you know, maybe every two weeks or so something like that just when given the opportunity but it won't be a specific day like it was. And it will be a specific day again when the regular season comes back next year. All that good stuff. So again, we get into the off season where it's like a, a, a uh, maybe two shows a month here and there. Conversation, especially this year, with some exciting ongoing news regarding who's going to be the general manager. Will Ryan Saunders be the coach going into next season? Which I think a lot of people would uh, appreciate in a big way. Just wanted to get the games caught up again. I suppose the alpha wolf. I guess it goes to Carl Anthony Towns, though. I think Andrew Wiggins deserves no. Uh, I think he deserves some recognition. I also do believe that Gorgie Zhang deserves some recognition. I thought he played wonderful this week at the end of the day. You're seeing the old Gorgie Zhang and the one that made all of us want him around for many years. And, well, he's going to be around for many years, most likely. At the end of the day, a uh, Johnny Flynn memorial. I don't know, Jared Bayless in that freaking Philadelphia game. And I thought Carl played pretty awful down the stretch in that game as well. But Jared Bayless was just terrible against the Philadelphia 76ers. Some of that decision-making didn't make any sense. (sighs) With that said, we'll take a break. We'll preview three games and, well, say goodbye to this season once again. In the words of many a Timberwolves player, We want Ryan! We want Ryan! We want Ryan! are back here on Timberwolves Explosion. Segment number two, we'll preview the last couple games here. As the Minnesota Timberwolves, will wrap things up and head off into the well, into the great unknown. Who's going to be the head coach of the Timberwolves? Ryan Saunders? I think Carl Anthony Towns would like that very much. Uh, he was asked most recently this past week the uh, interviewer did not even finish the sentence and he just said yes about Ryan Saunders coming back. Uh, basically that he's the best communicator in the NBA. The best. Communicator in the NBA. The best coach at doing that in the league. He communicates with the players. He keeps things positive. He keeps guys basically in line, this and that. So, that's good. Nice uh, strong endorsement from the guy who means a hell of a lot for the future of this team. So, that's a pretty good endorsement for Ryan Saunders. I do believe uh, Glenn Taylor sounded pretty confident in Ryan Saunders' future as the head coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves as well. Basically saying he did a good job keeping things together and communicating with the players it was a lot of the same stuff you're hearing from players with the Timberwolves as well including again the franchise Carl Anthony Towns Minnesota will be playing against a team that they always beat in the Oklahoma City Thunder a team that they always lose to in the Toronto Raptors both the Target Center will wrap the season up in Denver other than instead of last year it was in Target Center against Denver a lot of people thought all these teams were closely matched up and all that like last season it all came down to the final game of the year and all that drama, and this time Denver gets to host it, just to be fair, right well, unfortunately, Denver's in regardless Minnesota's not going to have to worry or excuse me, Denver's not going to have to worry about this game. they're going to win the division championship in the Northwest Division, despite uh well, no, they did get the job done against Portland yesterday, so that helped in a big way their fifty third victory of the year. Denver's significantly better this year, and it helps when you have uh, players. Like like uh, Jokic leading the way. Jokic leading the way for Denver. Big game for him. Portland very frustrated in the Mile High City yesterday with those bluish uniforms that the Denver Nuggets were wearing. Interesting look. Portland drill Blazers are going to make it as well, though. 50 wins. Utah with Rubio and such will make it. The Oklahoma City Thunder will make it. They're 10 games ahead of the Timberwolves. As you remember, earlier in the year, I thought the Wolves uh, could somehow finish ahead of Oklahoma City this year. Well, no, it just didn't happen. Paul George ended up becoming an MVP-level candidate, and Westbrook ended up becoming a little more, you know, cerebral this year, becoming more of a distributor, and, of course, still being the triple-double threat he always is. So, big difference maker in Oklahoma City, but unfortunately, they'll be playing road games in the postseason. This game will be on national television, and this is the one game this year, the only one that you all you need is an antenna to watch the Minnesota Timberwolves on ABC the NBA on ABC National Television Sunday afternoon. It's a crying bleeping in shame that, this, that the Timberwolves did not have a better season, and that, that this team didn't have a little more meaning. Oklahoma City, of course, playoff positioning. Who the heck are they going to play? Blah, 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 blah. Who are they going to end up playing against and such? We'll just have to wait and see with that. This has been a very, very nice matchup for the Minnesota Timberwolves. A lot like the Winnipeg Jets move for the Minnesota Wild as they somehow someway after getting crushed by the Winnipeg Jets last year in the playoffs four games to one they swept the Winnipeg Jets five games to zero so check out the Brave the Wild episode that was released just a few days ago again that's also the final show for the regular season and all that I'll try to keep up with the playoffs for the NBA and the NHL and do my predictions and such I try my best because of course you're going to get days like this it's magically raining right now anyway uh, I don't think we were going to do lawns today, but yeah, odds are we weren't, but in case we were, it's raining anyway, so this is what happens in the spring, so hey, rainy days, I'll get on the mic and I'll try to keep up with Brave the Wild and Timberwolves Explosion, for those of you especially listening to this show. Minnesota up three games to zero over OKC. We did win the regular season series and I think the Timberwolves can sweep this series. I got a pretty good chance that they will. I think there's a pretty good chance, good feeling coming into this one. Love the way Ender Wiggins plays against Oklahoma City Thunder, even though it hasn't always been a good game. Uh, Ryan Saunders' debut, January the 8th. Andrew Wiggins' wonderful night. The most recent one, though, pardon that. (laughs) March the 5th here. Paul George wound up a 25, Westbrook a 38. Huge night, but the Wolves still end up winning 131 to 120, blowing them out of the gym. This is the night where Carl reached the 40-point mark. Phenomenal game. bleeping crazy, Uh, Andrew Still very efficient with 18, 7, and 15. Not the greatest game ever, but certainly not the worst. And Rose chipped in 19 off the bench, which he's definitely been wanting to do. That's another player that has been gushing about Ryan Saunders and wants him back, and that's the talk. That a lot of these guys want him back, and that uh, Derek Rose wants to come back. What will happen with Derek Rose and the Minnesota Timberwolves in the offseason? We'll see. Uh, do you want to commit $10 million a year to him? No. Uh, is he willing to come back for a significantly reasonable price? Obviously, this year, he came back with you know, this year he came back with the veterans minimum. I don't think he's going to get that little this come, upcoming season, but at the same time, yeah, let's not go crazy. All that stuff kind of going anti uh, Prince there, let's not go crazy, that type of thing. So, wait to see, see what happens. I think Minnesota will win the game. I do believe Andrew Wiggins will reach the I believe that Andrew Wiggins is going to reach the the. Uh, I think he'll reach the 30 mark in the game. I think this will be Andrew Wiggins' last really good game, but maybe he'll step up for Toronto as well. Uh, so I would love to see Andrew Wiggins finish the season averaging 20 points a game. That would be great. Uh, he's not playing for a contract. That's obvious. So at least give us some hope and some momentum going into next year. Maybe, just maybe, Andrew Wiggins will back up what he said to Kevin Garnett when, oh, yeah, well, you know, next year. Next year, yeah. Next year, we'll, we'll, that will definitely be the focus. That will definitely be the goal for next year to get to the All-Star game. Hopefully he wasn't just trying to get Garnett off his case there and that he actually means it and that Andrew Wiggins is definitely an all-star candidate going into next season. A legitimate, serious one, which I would be uh, very, very pumped to see, to be quite honest. From so Anthony Towns' chances of making the All-Star game next year, i got to think are elite, as uh, P.J. Fleck locally would say. Uh, Minnesota's going to win the game. Carl should have a 28-35, to 35, and I think Andrew Wiggins is a 28-35 to 35 type of game. You're going to need help from the Josh Kogies and such uh, Tyus Jones, you're going to need to, him to continue to have a nice floor game, and again, Tyus Jones's value is going to get much and much higher if he can continue to work on that catch-and-shoot three to make him more and more dangerous spacing the floor and such. As that's what uh, Ricky Rubio's undoing was. Great passer, but you can only be so successful with your great passes if you cannot space the floor at all. You're not a threat on the outside, and that's going to make a big difference, of course, with Tyus Jones leading the way in the future. I do think, barring a very fortunate draft pick, a very nice point guard coming to Minnesota via the draft, via trade or something like that. I think the chances of Tyus Jones starting a point guard next year are pretty good, even though, again, Jeff Teagle come back at $19 million and all that. That doesn't mean you have to start him if Tyus Jones is the better option at the end of the day. Um, Jeff Teagle prob- would probably start, but I'm just saying, you don't have to start him. That's the whole point. Uh, I do hope the Timberwolves well, I hope they get somebody who can shoot the ball very nicely coming into the draft and all that. Uh, also, again, though, it wouldn't kill us to get another d- defensive type of player like Josh Akoge because you can never have enough guys like that. Uh, Wolves only have one really good defensive player other than Robert Covington, and that's Josh Akoke, um, at the end of the day. So, we'll have to wait and see with, uh, what happens there. Minnesota wins the game over OKC one 1- 122 one eighteen. Minnesota wins the game. Carl and Andrew both have big games and get some contributions from guys like uh, Okoge, Sharich, and such. So we will continue to move forward. Minnesota will be playing the Toronto Raptors up and coming. Again, Paul George having, almost averaging over 28 points a game. That is just an amazing season for him. Even two steals as well. Toronto Raptors being led by Kawhi Leonard, the former San Antonio Spur. He's missed 28, uh, he's missed over 20 games this year, not 28, but over 20 games this year. The Toronto Raptors are 4-1 and one in their last five. I didn't even mention some of this, I got off into some of the other stuff, but it's kind of like, not super important necessarily, <laughs> but we'll see, I thought it was right here. There we go, Oklahoma City has, it's not coming up, let's just forget it, let's move on to Toronto. <laughs> so dumb. Toronto 4-1 in the last five. I apologize for that. It's so weird. First place in the Atlantic Division. 56 wins on the season. Toronto, remember, they were the number one seed in the Eastern Conference last year with DeMar DeRozan leading the way. Toronto Raptors have won, had one four in a row before losing at Charlotte. Interesting, as the Hornets definitely fighting for that postseason bid, and it's a tough place to play. The uh, uh, Raptors had crushed the New York Knicks on the 28th. They beat the Bulls pretty bad, both on the road in Chicago. The Raptors beat Orlando 121-109 on April Fool's Day. Toronto wins in Brooklyn by 10 on April 3rd, and then lose by 2 last night to the Charlotte Bobcats. They will next play the Miami Heat, and then the Minnesota Timberwolves upcoming on the 9th. Very, very interesting there. That would be their final game of the season. So Toronto, a chance at 58 wins on the year. Very, very solid. That's how many games the Timberwolves won when Minnesota was the number one seed in the Western Conference. It was the last time Minnesota made the postseason until last year. First, they were were the number one seed in the whole Western Conference. Can you imagine that? Man, I missed that. Kawhi Leonard has managed to miss actually 22 games at the end of the day. the uh, Toronto Raptors, that's pretty amazing that's a lot of games lost, just like last year but again, last year was the worst ever about 27 points a game he's making 37% on his 3 point shots, he's kind of a Mr. Do Everything he can rebound, his defense is unbelievable he can set other players up Kyle Lowry's numbers way down from where they were because he's not counted on to score as much but his offense, or his capabilities of running an offense, very very good, about 9 assists continuing to do some shutdown defense on the perimeter as well. Uh, would love to have Kyle Lowry on the Timberwolves as long as he can stay healthy and at a reasonable price. But of course, none of those things are going to happen. I don't think uh, Marcus Stoll has been a huge addition for the Toronto Raptors. I got to think that's going to make a big difference actually in the in the Eastern Conference. They just might win the East with a guy like Marcus Stoll uh, in, in the middle there. He's been playing backup minutes, but still significant minutes—about 27, 25 game uh, a game. Very solid. Nine points, six and a half rebounds, and he's actually setting a lot of players up with four assists. Pretty exciting, actually, in the 24 games he's been with Toronto. I think he could be a huge factor for this club going into the postseason, and Toronto absolutely has a shot to win the Eastern Conference at the end of the day. Uh, They'll beat the Timberwolves. Toronto always beats the Timberwolves. I don't feel comfortable about this game at all. I don't think any of us really do. We need. We never beat the Raptors, especially over there. Andrew Wiggins will have a solid game, I think. But I think, again, it's going to be Carl Anthony Towns to lead the way regarding the Minnesota Timberwolves against the Toronto Raptors, I would have to say. It'll be a fun, entertaining battle for the most part. The Wolves play so much better at home than they do on the road. It's impressive considering who Philadelphia has. The Toronto still has a seven-game lead on that club. That's actually really impressive. So they obviously will win that division. That's a done deal, Toronto. Of course, a very good team. Uh, Tuesday, the 9th of April. Hard to believe. April, man. We're already in April. So hard to believe. But um, I do think Toronto wins the game. I think it'll be a pretty convincing win. I think the Wolves will be stuck under 100 points in the game. I think Carl... Winds up with about, oh boy, remember that matchup with Marcus Soll. He's going to wind up with like 18 to 22. Andrew Wiggins is actually going to lead the club in scoring, but he'll probably shoot too much and miss too much, this and that. It'll be a low scoring game against the Toronto Raptors. You almost feel like Dwayne Casey's still the coach, but a lot of the players there are defensive players. I mean, Kawhi Leonard, Kyle Lowry, and Marcus Soll, guys like that, and others. Uh, very good defensive basketball team that's more than capable of scoring as well. 112 105. Way back on October the 24th. Wow, that's a long time ago. At the beginning of the season. Wow, that's a long time ago. (laughs) Marcus Gasol wasn't there yet, of course. But I think it's going to be something along the likes of 115-100, 115-98, 112-98, something like that. Maybe, Maybe the Timberwolves get 103, something like that. But they do not win the game. Toronto ends up winning the game and beats the Timberwolves. So Minnesota will have 37 wins on the season heading into the season finale in Denver, and I don't think we're going to win this one either. Uh, I think Minnesota wins up with 37 wins on the season and 45 losses at the end of the day, which will make things interesting going into the draft. Uh, Nikola Jokic, Jokic, pardon me, leading the club in every offensive category. 20 points, 11 rebounds, and 7.5 and assists. The guy has a Mr. Do-Everything. He's Arvidas Sabonis before he got older, because obviously we didn't really get to see him until he got older. Maybe not as spectacular as a Vita Sabonis, but certainly a hell of a player, and there's a big reason why this Denver team is good, because, man, there's three guys at the top there, including Paul Millsap, who's this ever-reliable veteran power forward who we'd almost forgotten about the past couple of years. He's still doing a hell of a job, kind of like a better Al Jefferson, you could say, a more mobile Al Jefferson who can shoot some threes. Uh, Gary Harris, surprising his sweeper percentage is as low as it is, at 34, because he's a guy I could imagine is a 40% guy. Uh, Will Barton's kind of a do-everything player who can start, he can come off the bench, this kind of guy, that kind of guy, defensive-minded, but you can do a lot of different things. Another guy the Wolves uh, missed out on during the uh, David Kahn era. He was traded away, his draft pick was traded away, and ultimately wound up in Denver. It was the whole mess of Houston and Flynn and this and that and all these other trade-up, trade-down crap back in 2011. Uh, good thing it wasn't Nikola Jokic. Jokic, that would be de- depressing. Uh, Jamal Murray was the guy we passed on for Chris Gunn a couple of years ago in the uh, Tom Thibodeau era. Jamal Murray's been nothing short of stardom. I mean, I think he's heading in very strong in that direction. In his second year in the league, averaging over 18 points a game, hitting the three-point shots, getting to the free-throw line and making him a hell of a player. Obviously, he's uh, deferring a bit to Nikola Jokic because Nikola Jokic Jokic is a franchise player right now for the Denver Nuggets. And Gary Harris, 13 points a game. uh, Generally in a reserve role, but he can start. He's kind of like Will Barton that way. He can start, he can come off the bench, this and that, and it doesn't really hurt him. And uh, that's very valuable for the Denver Nuggets. I think the Nuggets have a chance to make a pretty nice playoff run and hopefully they're able to scare the Warriors a little bit. But I don't know. Right now, I I don't think they will scare them all that much. It's been a tough matchup for Minnesota, particularly this year. Last year it was fun. It was entertaining. There were some great games at the Denver Nuggets last year where Jimmy Butler really started to take over this and that. 38 points a game and such uh, against the Nuggets last year in a couple games. He was pretty damn good. These are generally close games. Uh, two-point loss to the Denver Nuggets in Minnesota. And then a one-point loss. Oh, The two-point loss was on the 21st of November. I believe, no, Butler was already gone. That was with Rocco already on board. A healthy Rocco. Heartbreaking loss at home. Yep, I remember this was not, uh, not too long ago. It felt like further. The other game was the real crappy one on the 12th. But yeah, on the 2nd of February, one point loss. 107-106. Very low scoring game. And then Denver just scorches Minnesota when the Wolves' were defense was really going off the face of the earth on the 12th of March. Boy, 133-107. I don't think Minnesota beats the Denver Nuggets. I think the Nuggets sweep the Timberwolves, and the Timberwolves wind up with 37 wins on the season. This and that. Love the way Carl generally plays against the Denver Nuggets. Though sometimes he gets frustrated. Uh, Jokic certainly made fools out of us last time around, as did other players. Carl did wind up with 34 points, but it took a bit to get there. Uh, Still, very solid game, I'd have to say, from Carl Anthony Townsend. Jokic, definitely strong performance. Paul Millsap hit a Um, a ton of big threes down the stretch. Jamal Murray scorched us, like he always does, 30 points in that game for Jamal Murray. I expect more of the same, but it, it, it won't be as bad, we'll say. I think the Wolves lose by something along the likes, 125, 110, something like that. Like 15 points, unfortunately. Carl Anthony Towns will get his He'll finish the season strong with like 34, 35 points. 30 to 35 points, we'll say. Andrew's going to get about 20 to 22, 25 type of game. And after that, it's kind of anybody's guess. I mean, uh, Josh Okoge hopefully finishes the season strong. I think he'll get some significant minutes. And I think you're going to see a lot of, uh, I think you're going to see a lot of just uh, Tater Bates' job. I think you're going to see a lot of Cameron Reynolds, guys like that as Minnesota looking to get out of there without any type of weird, stupid injury at the last second. You don't want to go in the off season with some type of weird, crazy injury. Rather just uh, get out of there healthy and let some of those guys get a chance to play. Maybe Lou Deng plays his last game in the NBA. I'm not sure if he's coming back at, uh, or anything. Uh, but then again, he's been hurt. He's been sitting out. Maybe it's best just to sit him and bring him back next year. This and that the the reserve role that he's generally been in. Hard to say. But Minnesota will finish the season 37-45, and 45, losing the Denver Nuggets 125-110. With that, we'll take a quick break and do a little bit of fan interaction and wrap things up for now. back here on Timber Wolves Explosion fan interaction segment, the Twitter account, at Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion, the most recent show. Thank you very much for retweeting, dissecting the future. Levi Brown and Vince Germano. Can't thank you guys enough for doing that. I believe Pumpa did as well. Thank you guys so much for... Retweeting the show and being a part of things, really definitely appreciate that in a big way. Twitter, not a whole lot of comments, but again, the retweets, very much appreciated. You guys pass on the show to your friends and such. It means a lot to me, and uh, it, it's a it's a big deal. It really is, so got to let you know about that. There was a little bit of conversation here as well. There was a bit of conversation. Where was it? Yep, there they go. Tanae Tene Brown, Levi Brown, Vince Germano, and... Pamba, all retweeting the recent show. Thank you, guys. Uh, what was I ranting about? Easily the most disappointing of his career. Yep, that was LeBron James. Um, what's going on there? What was that? Can't be the same conversation. That's really weird. Uh, I was saying, what happened? I was ranting about something. I was saying, easy call off Bolden's hand and a tech call on top of it against us. Watching, uh, Levi says, watching the last six minutes, it looks at least looking like the Wolves put up a fight. Yes, because Philadelphia was blowing the Wolves out, and then things got kind of sour after that. I was saying, oh yeah, LeBron's season is officially over, and I said, easily the most disappointing of his career. Weird. Um, This is a different one. What the hell? Why, does it con- why is it coming off of that? Yeah, that was LeBron James. Weird. Um, Levi was responding to what I was saying about the call off Bolden's hand. Levi says also saw Cat get a weak tack. Yep, yeah, that's what it was. Meanwhile, half the Warriors roster were pointing and laughing at the refs last night. Yeah, and and that was BS. They should have gotten a technical foul for that. I'm sorry, they're not freaking. I mean, they're they're not God. You know they they should get they should get whistles once in a while. That drove me nuts. Um. yep, and I said absolutely sickening uh, Bolden's, yep, Bolden's fifth three of the game may have iced it yeah, he wound up with four threes in the game and I was saying absolutely sickening Vince Germano, out of <laughs> out of Melbourne, Australia and of course part of the Courtside podcast says, "Oi, that's an Aussie you're talking about and then here we go, Tanae Brown out of New Zealand, Pump is also from Australia Levi, and tonight out of New Zealand Uh, Levi, excuse me, Tanay says, sorry, I'm like frustrated about some noise upstairs. God. Uh, Tanay says, ugh, even worse. (laughs) And then Vince Germano responds with flog. Looks like there's one more reply. And I said, Joey is dead meat. Yep. Joey's dead meat for starting that one. What else? Did he just retweet it? Nope, he just liked it. There we go. He liked it. And that's it for this section. Again, thank you for retweeting the episode to Tanay, Levi, Vince, and Pampa. At Wolves Explosion of the Twitter account, please do give that a follow. If you could, would be greatly greatly appreciated. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion is the Facebook page. Do give that a like and conversate on there if you could. Now let's see what was said. There was some uh, visitor posts here. I believe it's Vince Germano and Wayne Hunt. Yep, Wayne Hunt. Also, the Courtside Podcast, the Alpha Dog there. want to thank always Wayne Hunt, Vince Germano, and Stu A Wonderful, wonderful show. Highly recommended on iTunes, Google Podcast, and Podbean. Podbean, all applications available for you on Apple and Android devices. I don't think, uh, iTunes isn't on Android, but you get the idea. Podbean is on both. Google Podcast is the Android version, of course, for the, uh, yeah, the Android version of iTunes, basically. Wayne Hunt, Says halftime against Portland and Wiggins at seven points. Bench that scrub and put Mitch Creek in. Maybe Andrew can learn a thing or two about hard work. Go Aussie. And yes, Mitch Creek was a Australian the Timberwolves signed to a 10-day contract, and they didn't even play him. So hopefully in these final three games, Mitch Creek does get some time out there. i I'm, I feel bad about that. I think he deserves to play. Does uh Mitch Creek? That would be uh, fantastic to see. It would be cool. Wayne Hunt continues the conversation saying I swear Wiggins does this every year. Starts the year off slow. Plays inconsistent during the season. One to two good games, then five bad. Yep. And plays the last six games of the year solid. Yep. That's kind of like Ricky Davis. So you don't, I I don't like Ricky Davis at all. I hated what he did to this team. I hated what he did to every team he played on basically. Uh, Big tease. Getting us all excited like what a month of April. I want Ricky Davis. Boom. Big contract extension. This and that. Oh, that was sickening. Wayne Hunt continues, again out of the Sydney, Australia area there, says uh, you know what annoys me? NBA teams giving guys 10-gate contracts not to play them. Yeah. I agree with you. Uh, wolves have nothing to lose this season. Just play the guys out the rest of the season. Might as well try and develop the young talent ready for next season. And I, I hope that is what happens. Uh, Ryan Saunders is much better about it than Thibodeau was, I'd have to say. Anybody like that would never even get a chance. Where You got guys like Cam Reynolds that are doing a good job out there. Hopefully Mitch Creek gets a chance. I was telling uh, Wayne Hunt I couldn't agree more. I hate it. I want to see him, and I want to see him badly. We have nothing to lose. We're not making the playoffs, obviously. As true, Andrew Wiggins. He's making me think of the most annoying player ever, Ricky Davis. Mr. April, a guy who only plays in games that don't matter anymore for non-playoff teams. Then gets a contract, everyone is excited, and he shits the bed. Many years ago, on one of my earliest episodes, I was literally screaming in anger about him. People said that I was going to pop a blood vessel, and that's basically how things were. Wayne Hunt says, people think I'm too hard on Wiggins, but how long in the league has he been now? And yeah, this is his fifth year. Uh, he's, He's not a rookie anymore. He's on that big boy money, and he's got to show and prove every night. And, yep, Wayne Hunt continues saying, look at you, Wiggins, when I was saying it's his fifth year in the league. Yep, that's a big deal. It really is. Fifth year in the league. Vince Germano says, I hope Mitch Creek gets some good minutes. He's the type of player Wolves fans will love. Works hard, plays hard, and knows his role. Great bloke as well. Well, I hope, indeed, that the great bloke does get a chance to play in the the last three games, and that the great bloke (laughs) returns yeah, uh, with the summer league and ultimately into training camp next year, I, I would love to see him get a chance because, well, I mean, it's like, why the hell not? For one, he, uh, if he can play, he can play, and I believe, I trust your guys' ability to judge talent. I do. Um, the most recent episode, a couple of likes, and all that. Thank you guys very much. Can't thank you enough for that. And I hope you guys enjoyed the most recent episode. I had fun. I hope you. I hope you enjoy this one as well. Doing my best. It's obviously kind of tired, kind of knocked out in the stinky weather. It doesn't help either. When it's raining and dark, I just don't feel as as good. I mean, I just don't. Uh I love having sunlight in my eyes and I don't have it right now. So it's kind of a bummer. I was saying how this was after the Philly game. Ryan Saunders sounds like he's maturing as a coach. He doesn't sound like a nervous young guy who's filling in anymore. I like what I'm hearing from him after the Philadelphia game. It sounds tougher. Yep, he, he does sound tougher about like things we need to work on. We need to work on this. We need to work on perimeter defense and all that. And of course, you can say it, but hopefully we can see better results. And I, I think the results are improving. Um, he was saying, and of course, Andrew Wiggins is performing for him. And I, at the end of the day, that is how I feel. Wayne Hunt says, Everyone is going to be talking about the end of that Warriors game. I hang a lot of shit on Wiggins, and rightfully so. But What they should be talking about is the 19-point lead the Warriors gave up with Towns on the bench. Exactly. That's a big deal. Andrew finally showed up this season defensively during that quarter, but he's too late for moral victories at this time of the season. Again, yeah, I mean, the whole month of April, you've already been eliminated or you're virtually eliminated type of situation, and now you play good. So that's where the frustration comes in indeed. Huge, frustrating, embarrassing loss for a certain team called the Philadelphia 76ers. Jimmy Butler was able to shoot two free throws on a technical foul here. golden opportunity to help the uh seventy sixers get back in the game as they trailed the Hawks by five points with thirty two and a half minutes uh seconds left, pardon me. Golden opportunity to put them within uh, <laughs> gosh, to put them within three one possession game. The guy misses them both, much to our delight, and of course Hawks players as well, giving him that stare and that funny look. Gotta love that, that little smirk on their face. Jimmy Butler Missed both of them, and that is hilarious. I love what I see there, and that's what he gets. That's what he gets. Uh Not many people really feeling bad for uh <laughs> Jimmy Butler right now. Scott Doherty locally, as opposed to somebody laughing pretty hard there. Looks like Mike Tyson It does. <laughs> I'm not sure it is, but yeah, that's a funny laugh there. Oh, God. And you know what? Very well deserved at the end of the day. With that said, Can't thank you guys enough for a wonderful season covering this show. It's not been a fun season for the Timberwolves, but I always enjoy doing this. And I'm not going away, like, for a long, long time. It's not going to be three-month hiatus, like I said on the last show. It's going to be, like, in and out, like, every two weeks or so. There won't be a set schedule. It'll be at random times, like rainy days and Mondays and all that stuff. Hopefully it won't be too depressing with the rain. But uh, there'll be days like that where I'm able to do the show rainy weekdays or weekends. I'll try to pop this show like Sunday uh, Sunday afternoon, Sunday morning, Sunday night, whatever it is. I'll do my best to try to get this show out and uh, continue into the postseason. Try to do some type of playoff prediction sometime, somewhere, hopefully very soon. Some type of a short playoff prediction show. And, and obviously as news breaks, Timberwolves Explosion is going to get on the air as best I can, even if it's a short episode. The Timberwolves are officially hiring Ryan Saunders or the Timberwolves have uh, hired Chauncey Billups to be the president of basketball. The Tudors have hired some guy we've never heard of named David Kahn Jr. Okay, I'm just kidding. I hope not. I hope it's not something weird and weird and stupid like that again. And I gotta think this uh, franchise has learned something in 30 years. I hope we've learned something in 30 years. So so far we haven't too, too often. Um, the Flip Saunders hiring was the greatest thing that ever happened in terms of bringing him back as president of basketball. And you hope to God that uh, things can start heading in that positive direction once again. Well, with that said, <clears throat> again, want to encourage you to please uh, write a positive rating on iTunes if you could. Those of you that have, I can't thank you enough. And uh, unfortunately, it doesn't show everything all the time. You have to switch over to the different groups. But hey, those of you that do, whether you're from Australia, from New Zealand, from the United States, from Canada, from France, from Spain, from China, wherever you're from, from the Philippines, as I do believe a few people in Philippines actually listen to this show, which is really cool. Uh, whether you are from there, where, anywhere and you're able to write a review, I'd appreciate it very much, it only helps uh, potential new listeners to be attracted to the show, or at least give it a shot just give it a shot, listen to it for five minutes and say, oh yeah, maybe I will stick around and subscribe, this and that just makes it attractive for uh, potential listeners so, again, if you could do that, it helps so much, and I've got to thank you and give you a huge shout out on air, unless you don't want me to, but um, <clears throat> I'm guessing you'll be fine with that <clears throat> With that said, again, the phone line, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Timberwolves Explosion. Do your statement, shout out, comment, question, and opine. Greatly appreciate it, as always. Get the conversation going and have the uh, fun, ongoing interaction on this show. There's the phone line. Or Yep, I already gave you the phone line. Then you hit the call now button that gets you directly to the phone line through Facebook Messenger, as long as you're connected to the internet one way or another, you'll be fine. Your cellular connection, whatever it is, it gets you on there, no extra charge, unless it's like a data type of thing, so watch out for that if you, if you have limited data and you don't want to use it, this and that, but uh, that's where Wi-Fi comes in and you won't have to worry at all. And then there's the best route I think possible, is the audio submission route. Simply use the uh, free voice recording application on every smart device on the planet treat it like a phone call, yep, basically press record, treat it like a phone call, stop, save, and send it to Live at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com, I will then uh, convert it into an mp3 file, thanks to samzar or converto.com, very nice websites that allow free service if it's a small enough file, and all that, uh, and if it's a larger file, they make a small charge, isn't that, or you sign up for some monthly thing if you need to do it regularly, but uh, more than happy to give them a free plug because of the free service they provide for this show which does help greatly. Someone please call in. Please call into the show. I miss you. I miss you. Today, I know you're real busy. Vince Germano, you're more than welcome to do it. He's done it before. The uh, audio submission route. Wayne Hunt, Stu Benson, uh, Scott Doherty, Trevor Wickerin, Jimmy Tintor. Anybody locally? Uh, <laughs> Lucas Quayle, love to hear from you out of South Dakota. Um, Brandon, Brandon out there, also in South Dakota. Great guy. Uh, Nicholas Simon, Australia, great guy, Jules Posterino, Trish Posterino, someone please call in, it would be great, one way or another with the auto submission, even if it's five seconds long, it's still better than nothing, would appreciate it very much if you joined the show with your voice, that would be really fun. With that said, again, I'm going to disappear a little bit, but and then reappear randomly. Again, that's how the off-season is, that's how the off-season is, it's not every Friday this and that, it would be fun if I kept doing it that way, but My schedule's not going to allow it from here on forward as we head into the lawn cleanups and lawn mowing and this and that. It's generally weekends and rainy days. So with that said, wishing all of you a great uh, spring. Those of you locally here in the uh, United States and in the Twin Cities and such. And I'm sorry for those of you in uh, Australia as the summer's now coming to an end there. I apologize for that. And I know that's not fun. I know the feeling here. Where in this, in these parts, the end of summer means basketball is coming back, which is great. Basketball, hockey, football, all that. Then the sports get really fun again. Whereas, uh, you know, over there it's the opposite and this and that. And here comes spring. See, I can imagine here comes spring and here comes all the sports. We're over there. See, here comes spring and here come the playoffs, which is great. But once summer rolls around, then it's like, oh, then, it's the, then it's the sports abyss, as they call it here on a local station. Where all you get is baseball and golf, pretty much. Still better than nothing, as long as your baseball team is good, which it looks like the Twins are this year. So, hmm. Rocco Baldelli? That's the first time i mentioned that name on this show. Hmm. Yeah, Rocco Baldelli. Keep it up, buddy. The uh, new manager of the Minnesota Twins is a couple years younger than me, which is pretty funny. Ryan Saunders is several years younger than me. He's only, about 32, 33? I'm 39. Almost 40 in July. With that said, enough of my ramble. Take care, and we will talk to you probably sooner than later.